get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for a Blues Report with Joey Vitale. You automatically look 15% tougher if you have a beard. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. Orange and green in the shape of carrots. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. <laughs> this is silky smooth. Let's go, Blues! Let's go, Blues! Let's go, Blues! Let's go, Blues! With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Happy to be joined by Blues analyst Joey Vitale here on Rivers and BK. Joey, how you doing, man? What's up, boys? I'm doing okay. You know, I had one of those days where I think I'm losing it again. I was on Instagram this morning, and you know how they have those ads on Instagram, like the different products? Have you seen this? There is a remote control alligator head. Have you seen this? Oh, yes, I've seen it. It's actually hilarious. Dude, it is. So it's basically like a two-foot alligator head, and it's remote control, so it kind of gives the illusion that there's an alligator floating through the water. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I got to get this thing. This would be absolutely hilarious. The the people's reaction is unbelievable. So I'm getting to the point now where I'm looking for anything to keep myself entertained. Now, Joey, I have to warn you a little bit. I've done some of the Instagram ads where I've ordered a few things off of there. I'm like, oh, this is really ordering, Jamie. I don't know. Just Mm, crap, okay? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, But in, in saying that, now I get flooded with crap. Like, you buy that alligator head, there's going to be like 10 million remote control funny things that hit your timeline over the next month. You know why that is, Jamie? I'm going to tell you exactly why. Yeah, explain it's that a, to me, please, Joey. It's Alexa's fault, okay? I have this theory. <laughs> I have this theory that all these great Alexas that we have in our homes that are so convenient, you know the time, you can find out the weather, you can know the lyrics, the latest Taylor Swift song, all great stuff. But the problem is, Alexa keeps listening even when you turn Alexa off. Mm-hmm. So I'm having conversations with my wife about that doggone washing machine, hon. It keeps making that clicking noise. And then sure enough, two days later, I get these ads from Best Buy about a washing machine. I'm telling you right now, there's something going on. Oh, it, th- that's not a theory. That is absolutely true. It happens on my phone all the time. I'll be talking to my girlfriend and then suddenly Siri's asking me what I just mentioned. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I wasn't even, I, I didn't even <laughs> yeah. have my phone near me. And then suddenly I've got ads for exactly what I'm talking about. I've also got a Google Home. Okay, that's where I was going. With Google Home. 
So mm-hmm. go ahead. She's the opposite for me. Oh really? She never responds. Well, like she I can like tell you. her twenty She's times. Like hey, else. set the alarm for seven o'clock. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm gonna power through this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what I say to her. She ain't gonna listen until like the seventeenth time. Okay, so hey Google at my house. She's like part of the family. She really is. <laughs> like she thinks her opinion. Like at the dinner table. Like she's part of the conversation. And it happened a couple times to where we'd be having a debate about something. Somebody's height the other day. We're like, I wonder how tall this person is. I forget what TV show we're watching. About five or six of us standing around and then we go, hey, Google and she answers so-and-so is six foot one. I'm like, I didn't even ask the question. And then I give her a little bit of grief and she's like, "Ah, I'm sorry you feel that way. I was like, what the heck? Something's going on, guys. Um, something's happening in this world. I see all these signs in, in people's lawns that say don't give up and hang in there. We need to replace those signs with what the heck is going on. <laughs> well, Joey, uh, normally I would continue this conversation going down this path for like the next six minutes. But there's real news in hockey. So what the heck is going on is that it sounds like we're going to be able to watch the Blues again coming up in potentially late July. What you think of the NHL's playoff format that they set up yesterday? Guys, I think it's great. I love it. I love that they're moving forward with it. I love that we kind of got the what established now. Players are going to be starting to come back to these cities. Uh, we're starting to, it's starting to kind of go from that foggy, dense lens, and we're starting to kind of clarify it a little bit. Now, now, with that being said, this is a good step. But uh, talking to a few players, th- there are some big hurdles still ahead here. And I think the biggest hurdle is still going to be as far as moving from this phase two to phase three and ultimately up to a phase four. But, and I say that because the players are going to kind of stand in the way now as far as how this progresses. Again, this is all assuming that the world continues to get healthier and move forward in a healthy direction. But if that's the case, it really is going to come down to these players getting in their own way. Now, what I mean by that is uh, it seems to be the biggest concern for the NHL and the owners to kind of get through or try to compromise with is what are you going to do with these players' families? You've heard Devin Dudnick speak very openly about it. Nick Foligno had a great interview the other day with Pierre LeBron. He said, You're gonna, I'm going to fight somebody if anyone takes them away from my family. So it's, it's going to be personal with these families. And to create this bubble for hockey to be played in July and August, uh, I have to figure there's got to be some way either they have to include the families or they're going to have to make the – the, the stakes so great for the players that they're going to be willing to step away from their families for four to six weeks uh, to some regard. So I think players' personal lives is going to be the biggest issue moving forward once they have these hub cities um, announced, which we should hear hopefully next two to three weeks, according to Gary Bettman. All right, Joey, just to take a step back into the format, because I wanted to pick your brain on, on this format, was... You know, the Blues have the play, not the play, and they have the round robin for the seeding, the top four teams. You know, what do you think is an advantage for the Blues in that scenario? And if there is an advantage and or if there's a disadvantage, I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is what do you like and what do you don't like about all this? Well, I think that, you know, there, there's certainly issues uh, for the St. Louis Blues. The biggest thing I, the biggest thing I like is that they're going to, they're starting it at the one seed um, and they, are basically going to pick up right where they left off. Like, listen, Colorado, I think, was two points behind them when the season was stopped. Uh, they have the ability now to still lose that position. So, really, nothing's changed there. The only thing I kind of guess I don't like about it, Rivs, is the fact that the Blues, as of now, if it stays the same, they're going to have the winner of Winnipeg and Calgary. And that's the eighth, ninth seed. But then you have 
seeds that are going to fall possibly below them, if that makes any sense. Let's, let's say Chicago. Let's say Chicago gets through this uh, play-in round, and they're going to make this first round of playoffs, right? I, I kind of think there should be some sort of reseeding, if that makes sense, where maybe the one takes on the 12 uh, versus the one now playing the eight or nine. Does that make any sense to yeah, you at all? So I totally agree with you, too. You want them to reseed instead of going the traditional bracket format. We actually exactly. talked about that earlier today. I, I totally agree with you, You listening to us earlier. It's a great and I think a lot, of, and I think a lot of players. I think that's one of the issues the players are having. I don't think this is a big deal. I think the league and the owners are going to be fine with this. This is going to be something that's going to take maybe a day to get through, and then once the players kind of say, "Hey, this is the way it should be," that's that to me. That's going to be easily ironed out. Again, I think it's going to be all the personal stuff. It's going to take a while, but you know, from the seating standpoint, I think that that is going to be the one issue. The other issue, which is unfortunate. But you're going to have the Calgary and Winnipeg Jets. They're going to be playing playoff hockey, best of five, possibly best of seven, depending on what they do with this playing round. They still haven't kind of ironed out those details yet. But you're going to have them playing a hard playoff-style possible five or seven games before they play, let's say, the St. Louis Blues, when the Blues are going to be playing you know, three, for the better or for worse, summer hockey games, guys. And I know you can still lose some a spot here or there. Like the Blues could fall to the two or three hole. Probably not the three hole, but let's say the two hole. Colorado takes the number one. But you're playing teams that are really, you're not really playing for much. You know you're going to make the playoffs. So I think that could be a disadvantage too. But to me, there's really nothing you can do about that because of just the way it's kind of laid out. See, Joey, that's the part I didn't like, and I know our listeners, listeners are going to yell at me because oh I've heard God. this a million here times. Here we go but, again. Uh, the, the round robin that you're talking about, I... I don't I don't understand why they formatted it the way they did with the incentive that they gave them because the Blues for 71 games were the number one seed in the Western Conference and now they could fall all the way to the four seed if they have a bad three days. Did, did you have any issues with that part of it? You know, I, I really don't because, again, at this point, I don't think it matters for the St. Louis Blues given just, just I think just a lot of it comes down to who they are and I don't think they're going to make a big stink about it. I mean, look, you had... 29 of the 31 teams that approved of the original one. The Blues could have easily, uh, their rep player rep here, the Blues could have easily has voted no to this. But they voted yes. And are they at a little bit disadvantage moving forward compared to what it would have been? Yes, they were. Uh, but you didn't see him gripe. You didn't see him complain. You didn't kind of see him do the old Jordan Martin thing from Carolina and say, hmm. well, we're at a disadvantage. I'm going to vote no. Uh, to me, I think everyone just should shut their mouth at this point and just kind of play on and just do what's best for the league. And I think that 29 of the 31 teams have that right. So I think moving forward, if anyone in the St. Louis uh, market or anyone who's a St. Louis Blues fan is thinks any player or coach is going to complain or GM is going to complain, moving forward, you're absolutely crazy. I mean, look what they did last year uh, with all the ups and downs and mostly downs after January, and they just kind of kept battling through it. So uh, is, it, is it fair? No. Is it fair that Chicago's in? No. I mean, there's so much stuff that's not fair, guys. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it really just comes down to the character makeup of your group, the leadership of the players, the leadership of the coaches. Are we going to focus on the disadvantage? Are we going to focus on how we're not being seated fairly? Are we going to be focusing on how now we're at a clear disadvantage compared to where we were two months ago? Well, you can make that argument, but again, you're just wasting energy. I don't think the blue team's going to waste that kind of energy. See, Joey, that's the exact reason why I think the Blues have an advantage. And what I mean by that is the Craig Berube culture, the Blues culture that they've created since Craig Berube's taken over, 
has been, we're just here to play hockey and we're here to do our job and we shut our mouths and whatever's put in front of us, we conquer that feat. And I think that right now, that mentality is going to help the St. Louis Blues because they're not going to care about being one through four, seated here, play this team, play that team. You know Chief is just going to be like, guess what, boys? Shut up and do our jobs and we win. That's all we do. And so I think that a team like the Blues that has been so focused on just doing their job that it will be to their advantage because they won't be pissing and moaning about certain formats or matchups that present themselves. Jamie, I I couldn't agree with you more. And that's why I still believe that we're going to see a St. Louis-Boston rematch in the Stanley Cup final. You're looking at a Boston Bruins team that has had a core of the group of the guys together since 2010. They've won some cups. they lost some cups. Look what they went through last year. You lose game seven on home ice. Look how they rebounded this year. I mean, how, how does that happen? Uh, the Boston Bruins are, are a group that understand that adversity. They understand it, and that's why they were leading on the Eastern Conference before this break. St. Louis Blues, same thing. You go through so many tri- trials and tribulations like you did last year. This, this is nothing, guys. We're going to come in. We're going to start playing hockey in July, and, and no one's going to be looking around and making excuses or you know wishing it should be done this way or that way. Uh, to your point, like what Craig Berube is going to do, and he's going to get this team ready and established, and I think they're going to make a, a great run at it again in the Stanley Cup final. And the other thing to, to tailor on what you just said, not only the coaches, but guys, so much of this is going to come down to player leadership. Like, look at this next phase. Coaches aren't allowed on the ice. And I said this the other day. I was on the radio station. I forget where I was talking to, but Teams like the St. Louis Blues, when you have guys like Ryan O'Reilly that can police themselves, that are leaders, that grab young guys, that grab old guys, they work constantly at their craft. That's all that's going to happen over this next month. It's going to be players leading the charge. That's why, to me, a team in the East that's going to be very scary is going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins along with the Boston Bruins. Because I remember lockouts with Sidney Crosby and Kenny Malkin, uh, Chris Letang. Those guys, guys, they push hard. They push so incredibly hard, and they have such great presence that everyone just follows in line. So not only coaching kind of lean the way, but you really got to look to some teams uh, with that really good core of veteran guys that can really lead a charge. Uh, to me, they're going to be scary come July. Joey, final question that I had for you. The one thing that did kind of stand out a little bit to me that took me a little bit by surprise, honestly, was the timeline of it all. They're now saying it seems like late July, maybe early August is when we're actually going to be on the ice playing games. Is that kind of what you had anticipated? It was about about a month ago. I realized that I think June hockey is uh, kind of not going to happen. I don't think July hockey is going to happen because it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back. Uh, it is going to be late. But I tell you what, I talked to a player the other day who I thought a lot of players would be kind of just kind of upset about this kind of format. But he, you know, he brought something interesting up to me, and this is something to consider if you're a player. He said, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate we're playing in July and August, but you know what? I haven't had Halloween with my family, and I, I can't remember when. I can't remember the last time I went to my <laughs> wife's house for Thanksgiving. So, that, I mean, this, these are the months, possibly, if it goes this way, these are the months these players are going to have back. These are memories of school starting with their kids, dropping their kids off at the first day of school. These players miss so much of that. So if you play July, August, a little bit of September, let's say you have a little September, October, and maybe a little bit November off, that's crucial holiday time, guys, that a lot of these players will kind of like really enjoy too. So, again, it, it does come back to, I think, just trying to finish the year off the best they can. I do think one area that we'll, we'll see, I, I can't see them going – they, they, I can't. I can't see them extending these series too long, and I just mean that because of the family issue seems to be the big one. And if you make every round seven games, you're talking two, two and a half, possibly three months away if they decide not to bring families along. So if they decide not to bring families along, I think Gary Bettman, the league, 
have got to do a better job of tightening these things up. Maybe the first uh, play-ins, the three, the best of three, first two rounds, best of five, however they got to do it. We might need to shorten some games up here pretty soon. He's Joey Vitale. You can hear him on the Play Gloria, the St. Louis Blues run to the cup each and every Thursday and Friday night. Pre-game starts at 6, play-by-play at 7 tonight. Stanley Cup final game number two. Again, you'll hear some added insight and behind-the-scenes commentary from Chris Kerber, Joey Vitale, and Alex Ferrario coming up starting at 6 tonight. Joey, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Thanks, boys. Anytime. Have a good one. Absolutely. That's play. That's Joey Vitale joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Play Gloria. The St. Louis Blues run to the cup is brought to you by Mitsubishi Electric Cooling and Heating. I want to react to one thing that he had to say there. We'll get to the junk drawer coming up at 1 o'clock. But this family issue, families coming into the bubble with the players, it's something the NBA is facing. It's something that it sounds like the NHL is facing. I think it could be a real issue. We'll talk about it next on 101 ESPN.